0: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end
2: zone. I'll tell you what, I've done spectacular
0: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
3: What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it
1: again. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. All right, it is Fantasy Football Today on Sunday night, recapping week 12. What if you walked in with a lineup of Jalen Hurts, Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, both Bucs wide receivers. Dallas, uh, Kyle Pitts, you would have been more excited about that. Dallas Goddard was pretty bad too. You would have lost. That's probably the all dud team today. There were more duds, plenty of studs as well, like Heath Cummings and Dave Richard. How about that segue, guys? What's up?
2: (laughs) Come on, that's good. Not your best segue.
0: I want to offer you my condolences. On your Eagles' loss and my congratulations on your Giants' win. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I just want to tell you that the Eagles, your Eagles, still have a very good shot to make the playoffs. Literally, every team in front of them lost, also. So all the five and all the five and five teams, I believe, or for whatever they were, lost right in front of them. The NFC is like five teams deep, and then a disaster.
1: Yeah, but those five teams up top are so good. I mean, it is loaded at the top. And all right, so right now, the Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cap- the Rams are the five seed. The, the 49ers, are, nobody wants to play them right now. I mean, they're the six right. seed. Vikings mm-hmm. at five and six are the seven. What about my other team? All right, they got to have a, have a little bit of a chance here, right? We beat the Eagles again? All right, forget that. All right, guys, let's talk about the biggest winners and losers. Heath, give me the biggest winner from week 12. Uh, I think T.
0: Higgins just resurfaced still good at football it turns out um it was really great to see Joe Burrow looking his way early and often focusing on him as like the focal point of the passing attack in a game and then T Higgins catching those passes and being open it was uh it was a welcome change from what we've seen for a good portion of the season and it has to give you hope as someone i think it pu- puts him firmly in that Mike Williams you just start him as a number three or a flex, and the, the good
1: weeks are great. Oh my god. I
0: believe name-
2: I believe this was his first game where he had a touchdown outside of the red zone.
1: Yeah, he almost had two, by the way. He had another one overturned. Yeah, he had
2: one call back. Yeah.
1: Uh, name like ten terrible receivers, and, and I'll tell you how many of them I'd start over Mike Williams right now. <laughs> I, I'm so mad <laughs> uh, at him.
2: Elijah Moore. Oh, uh, absolutely. The- I get I'm with you on that one. Uh, I was going to say Odell Beckham, but he had a pretty good game. Would you start Odell ahead of Mike Williams?
1: I'm going to start Van Jefferson over him. Even though Van Jefferson had a horrible game except for one catch, uh, I'm going to start Van Jefferson over Mike Williams next week. Chris Conley. (laughs) No, but LaVisca Chenault, uh, probably not. Uh, How about the three
0: Broncos? Just Judy. Uh, Judy had two catches for 25 (laughs) yards today. Has he had a good
2: game this season? He's had... Decent PPR game. Yeah, I think games. his best game was before he got hurt. Yeah, I don't know about it. yeah, Yeah, it's wide receiver stakes. Two and a
1: half. Like Jerry Judy has
0: one game of 70 yards this season and he has not scored a touchdown.
1: That was week one, right? It was I'm not crazy. In a half?
2: In a half of yeah. 31 snaps.
1: Well, they're not getting good quarterback play right now. They really, I give uh, Bridgewater played very well in limited action to get 18 fantasy points. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many snaps he ended up playing. It's probably sixty percent, something like that. But that he did well. But he's but he had a rushing touchdown.
2: Yeah, they just don't throw the ball that well. All right, Dave. Who's the biggest loser? Is five of twenty one good when you're a passer? (laughs) Cam Newton completed five of twenty one passes. He looked. Very, very washed. A total 180 from last week when he was getting rid of the ball quickly and guys were getting open in the short area. Just totally different. It, it's almost like they said, last week was nice, but let's change it up. And then they just looked like absolute doo-doo when they okay. did it. I, I I don't know how you can feel good about starting Cam Newton again.
0: Well, no, for sure not. Um, well, I mean, you might after next week. But I don't understand. Because I didn't watch that game, and so I haven't seen it yet. I saw... Several plays in the second half where basically Cam Newton had the ball snapped to him and then went into the fetal position and was sacked immediately. It was like mm-hmm. the Lamar Jackson game um, for the Dolphins defense. But then I also saw early in the game the 50 something yard completion to DJ yep. Moore, 60. I didn't see all the missed passes, but there were only 16 of them. I guess they just
2: could not get a first down. And how Almost did none 16. of them?
0: How did none of them go to Christian McCaffrey?
2: I have no idea. I, I know that he was off target a bunch. Uh, the, the The early throw to DJ Moore was great, and then he had a rushing touchdown to end that drive, I believe. And I just like I thought, okay, Cam's really back. This looks good. Yeah. And then he just absolutely wilted. Did the Dolphins absolutely do look terrible? Uh, I think they went out. They were in his grill a lot. And the other side to it was that Cam just like he was so slow to react. I was really disappointed in his performance, and I was really disappointed in Jalen Hurts' performance. Hurts looked like he was just... His throwing motion was so slow. It looked like he was slow to react. It was just a a nightmare for both of them. It's...
0: Yeah, I think Hurts is a little different category for me, at least, just because if Jalen Rager is a... I'm going to be nice. If Jalen Rager makes plays that he should make, the Eagles win, and Jalen Hurts has another touchdown pass... And his fantasy days, not good,
1: but it's whatever. Salvageable. Yeah.
0: He yeah, but it's rushing. those
2: three interceptions. Like some of those picks were so bad.
1: Yeah. No, he did not play well, but you're absolutely right, right no. in the sense that if Jalen Rager catches one of those, the first one was a touchdown. You know, the second one, he probably Mm -hmm. would have been down at the one-yard line, and then I don't know what would happen. But also, Hurts threw an interception inside the 10-yard line or something like that, and then he ran out the clock at the end of the first half. So he actually had some opportunities. I don't know if you all—I'm sure you guys saw that play. If you didn't, it was third down, I think, at the two-yard line, whatever it was, and he really needed to just throw the ball away. But he extended the play, and the clock ran out. They cost himself three points. But Hurts had opportunities for fantasy points. Yeah, He— He's a young quarterback. He has ups and downs. It was a bad game. Cam looked like uh, looked like someone who hasn't played all year, you know?
2: Right. But that's what I expected Cam to look like last week.
1: Yeah, well, he had the easiest matchup in the world last week.
2: I, I suppose that matters a lot. But I still thought that he'd be able to get rid of the ball quickly this week and at least be better than, you know, a 20% completion rate. Yeah.
1: I said, you know first of all I don't I don't know that matchups matter that much with Cam but I guess I guess they do a little bit but he had two great games to start last season and I don't know I mean I was trying to trying to think of this in more of a macro level it's like you know you can trust Hurts to a degree because he ran for 77 yards today he just had a horrible game and that happens you know to you can't fault him when Matthew Stafford has horrible games and Aaron Rodgers right it happens but if you're trying to pick, do I start these guys over just better football players, you know, that's sometimes like I could never sit Aaron Rodgers for Jalen Hurts at this point, uh, except for next week when Rodgers is on a bye. Even, you know, even if I like the matchup better or whatever, like I'm just never doing it because I know Rodgers is not going to put up a stinker like this. But... He has, but he's capable of doing it too. Well, he did in week one, and and he did this year. No, he did in week one, yes. And and I'm not counting the Adams game, if that's the truth. Oh, the Seahawks game? Yeah. You're you're right. You're right. But I think he's much less likely. I mean, coming into this
0: game, it was pretty much, I, I think, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts had been the most consistent number one fantasy quarterback this season.
1: I don't know if I would say that, though, since they changed their offense. But before that, no, you know, no, four or five just, weeks ago... If you
0: just looked at those four games, he had not been the most... But for the season, he'd been the most consistent fantasy quarterback this season. Yeah. And in four-point for pass touchdown, I think he'd been the number one quarterback this season. So, yeah. I
1: don't know. No, I, Okay, No, I mean, I wanted to have kind of a philosophical discussion about it. Because the other one that I debated on the show this morning was Cam Newton, who I, I we all liked. Cam Newton versus Kirk Cousins. And I said, I can't start him over Kirk Cousins. Um, so, I don't know. It's just... I just I have trouble trusting guys that aren't good passers. But you know, it
0: sounds like more like what you're talking about is who is a better pocket passer.
1: Yeah, to a degree, because I not only do I not think that Cam is a good pocket passer, I think he's pretty terrible at this point. And Hurts is another guy; just he can be so bad sometimes, you know.
0: Well, right, but every quarterback we've seen so far this season has had those games.
1: Yeah, I guess it's Multiple, just a matter of if it,
0: Mahomes did it, Josh Allen did it. Yeah, just awful games.
1: Right, I'm just saying if it's close, I I feel like I'm gonna. I think favor- it's an aesthetic thing for you. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no because, I'm serious. No, like like I I like the mobile quarterbacks. I understand the floor that they give you, but I just kind of feel like Cam. I, I just wasn't really sold on Cam as a player. I mean, I kind of feel like he's just a bad quarterback at this point. You know who needs his rushing? I mean, he's, he's a mobile quarterback. He is, but so is Lamar Jackson. You know, I don't feel this way about Lamar Jackson. Not anymore. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right, anyway, didn't really have the discussion I was hoping for. I guess there wasn't really anything to discuss. Um, let's get to the big news. So, before we do that, big merchandise news. Go to the CBS spor- uh, Sports store and you can get 25% off all products. And do it quickly though. Limited time offer but 25% off go to store.cbssports.com or click the link in the episode description you can rock an FFT hoodie you can have a beer in an FFT pint or you can work out in FFT joggers
0: i'm I, wearing FFT joggers currently are you drinking out of a pint i am not drinking out of a pint but i am wearing FFT joggers how are they they're really snug fantastic
1: all right all right yeah. didn't didn't need that image so go to CB 25% off all merch store.cbssports.com. Link is also in the episode description. Okay. Dalvin cook carted off with a shoulder injury. We don't know the extent yet. Debo Samuel left in the third quarter. With He's a getting an
2: MRI that's coming next. So yeah. I wonder if we, it seemed really serious. If you it, it wasn't a typical thing where he like jogs off the field after the injury, he was down, um, Players were down on one knee from both teams. Cart came out to help him get off the field. That's rare to see for someone with a shoulder injury. This does not look good. I hope I'm dead wrong, but not good.
1: Well, the fantasy analysis is, I guess, kind of obvious. Alexander Madison, I believe he is 78% rostered. He scored Mm -hmm. more than 20 PPR points in each of the two games that Cook missed earlier this year. So you know what to do there. Dave, tell me, what what to, what do you think about the Debo situation? If he misses time, how does that change things for the 49ers?
2: Well, it certainly opens up targets for Kittle and for Iuke. Uh Trent Sherfield would probably take over as the third receiver there, but they're not going to really change their identity very much. They want to be a run-first team, and they were dominant doing that against Minnesota today. I would imagine that you'd feel more confident starting Iyuk and Kittle moving forward if Debo doesn't play.
0: Did we hear anything at all about Debo? Because he was... Yes, pretty jolly on the side, sideline, like making jokes about watering down Elijah Mitchell because he was so hot at the end of the game. <laughs> it's true and, and giggling and he did not look like someone who was in a great deal of pain.
1: Yeah, they they're hoping it's minor. They don't know. It's a groin injury and hoping it's minor. They're going to do an MRI tomorrow. And that's all I saw so far. By the way, Kene Nwangu would be another player you might consider picking up in a deeper league for the Vikings. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he says he's not going to miss any time. He's obviously got this knee issue. There was a report that they might consider holding him out next week at New Orleans, so we'll see what they end up doing with Zeke. But, you know, it's it, who's your favorite Dallas running back rest of season? If they both play, who are you going to rank ahead?
2: I'm tempted to rank Pollard just because we know that Ezekiel Elliott doesn't look like himself. And, Adam, you could make the argument that you've been saying that he hasn't looked like himself for a long time
3: and Pollard sure. just
2: has more explosiveness to him, and I wonder if he starts to get a little bit more of a nudge in this offense down the stretch. If they're both 100%, I'll
0: still rank Zeke higher, but I think this week I had it Zeke at 10 and Pollard at 17, so it's more of a Chubb-Hunt situation.
1: It just seems like they will continue to give Zeke the goal line work now. I mean, no matter what, yeah. he's, he's going to get those. Well, I wouldn't say that. You never know, but that's odds-on favorite. Christian McCaffrey hurt his ankle. And he's got a buy this week, so hopefully he can heal some, up. Some
0: some murmurs that he may be in a walking boot, but he, it, he was confirmed. No, oh, okay. well, I mean
1: a, a reporter confirmed? tweeted that. Okay. So I didn't see it confirmed. Oh uh, yeah, I mean like Omar Kelly, I believe it was, uh, tweeted it, and uh, that he was in a walking boot. So yeah, it, I, what do you, what can you even say at this point? I mean it's so frustrating. He played what twenty snaps. Out of 55.
2: Well, he only played one snap in the second half.
1: Uh, Amir Abdullah got a lot more snaps than
2: Chuba Hubbard. Right. I think that was because they were trailing. He played two-thirds of the snaps, uh, seven of eight on third and fourth downs. That's only in the second half. I don't think
0: Chuba is the same type of um, replacement that he was before Abdullah got there, though. They like Abdullah in certain parts of the game.
1: Okay, well, hopefully we don't have to have this discussion because maybe Christian McCaffrey gets better after the week off. Zach Wilson limped off in the fourth quarter and he's just his knee is not a hundred percent. So, you know, it's this is actually a little fantasy relevant, guys, because if, if Wilson's not good enough to go, then we want to see Mike White back in there, right? Because we want Ty Johnson to catch we him James.
2: You, you might get Flacco first. Yeah. I think they might be more comfortable with Flacco at this point. Remember, Flacco missed this game because he was on the COVID nineteen list. Yeah. So if he clears the protocol, he'll be back. And this would be a revenge game this week, right? They put, they got the Eagles.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. In right. season
1: revenge game, you don't get a lot <laughs> so of yeah, those.
0: They got to let Joe. Flacco. I think the problem is that they play Joe Flacco too much. It costs them extra in draft pick, right?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, conditional pick to the Eagles. I think so. Uh, maybe uh, Teddy Bridgewater left in the first quarter. Then he came back in the third quarter, and I believe that's how
2: bad Drew Locke was.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, Bridgewater was limping around heroic performance. Good job, Teddy. Uh, I think their left tackle got hurt. Is that right? The backup to Garrett
2: Bowles, the backup, I believe. I think it was him who got hurt. Oh, uh, former Rice offensive lineman.
1: Yeah. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, the chat, I know you wanted to see the pint. That is a nice looking drinking glass there with the fantasy football today logo. That is good stuff. Jalen Hurts hurt his ankle, not to the point where he couldn't play, but he got banged up. Miles Sanders, all right, what's going on here? He did not play much down the stretch. Boston Scott took over, and they're at the Jets next week. And uh, I think Nick Sirianni said not only was Sanders hurt, Heath, but also Scott was running better. Yeah, I
0: think that um, this is a disaster, really like for, for everything that we'd hoped. And it's kind of been this way since Sanders went down. Um, we thought it was Boston Scott, and then it was Jordan Howard. And then the next week, Scott played more snaps than Howard did. And so I, I just think this is a true hot hand situation. And right now we shouldn't have a great deal of confidence that Sanders is going to get more than 10 touches next
2: week. Hold on though. If Howard is out, and if Sanders is out, it's Scott, it's Gainwell, and and maybe there's someone else that they call up. They find a third body to be the next running back. But I think I might feel pretty good about Boston Scott against the Jets because that's a bad run defense. They look The Texans made them look good today, but it's not a good run defense at all.
1: If I had actually had conviction, told people to start Boston Scott, this would have been the best call I
2: ever made. <laughs> I talking? did in DFS. You saw my DFS lineup. That's today. right. He scores every Scott time he plays there. them. Every single through. time.
1: Uh yeah, and Sanders, look, Sanders, not like he played poorly, right? He had nine carries for 64 yards. Right. He had a 27 yard run, but he can't stay healthy. It's very disappointing. I don't just kno- five second half snaps. Yeah, I don't know that he's gonna miss the game, but he did he did get ba- uh banged up. And Philadelphia center Jason Kelsey left with a knee injury in the first quarter. Let's start talking about these games here and these performances. Here's your wow stat of the day. Joe Mixon has now scored 24 more PPR fantasy points in five of his last six games. He is good.
0: I was hoping this is where you were going to play the clip of you in the preseason saying, man, I hope Joe Mixon's good (laughs) because we're kind of the Joe Mixon podcast.
1: Oh, I don't remember saying that, but that sounds familiar. Yeah. All right, go on. You did definitely say that.
0: Yes. Yes. Joe Mixon was good. It it worked. And the Steelers run defense is not. Adam, you were right. We are the Joe Mixon podcast. There you go. Now, wait a second. (laughs) I was referencing you congratulating us for being right. I know. I flipped it. And you flipped that into you being right.
1: (laughs) Let's do some fill in the blank here. All right. When it comes to the Tampa Bay offense, I'm worried about blank.
2: I'm worried about everybody being good in the the same week. And when I say everybody, I mean the wide receivers and Gronk. Gronk was fine this week. Fournette obviously was amazing. Just had so many great opportunities to come through for short yardage touchdowns, and he did. But there was also a Rojo touchdown (laughs) run. Godwin's numbers were terrible. Mike Evans' numbers were terrible. Antonio Brown's going to be back soon. And Brady didn't look amazing until he really got rolling late in the first half. And then he started to kick it up a notch. But they found success running the ball. So whenever that happens, you know that there's going to be some drain uh, amongst the pass catchers there. I think people might start worrying about starting Evans and Godwin, and I get it, but I just feel like there's too much upside with them where you have to say, okay, I'm going to sit them this week. You might miss out on a huge game. And then when they have their huge game, it could be Gronk who does nothing, or it's Fournette who does nothing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Heath, fill in the blank. Uh, when it comes to the Tampa Bay offense, I'm worried about blank. Losing in the playoffs because I can't sit them. <laughs>
2: okay. There it is. All right. That's so- a much better way of putting what I've said.
1: But just to the point, out, just to point out, Brady has scored, I think, uh, in no particular order, 13, 17, and 23 fantasy points in his last three games. Do you has-
0: feel more comfortable with Brady or Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Brady.
1: I mean, I can make excuses for Brady in right. each of the three games. He
0: stays stays in the pocket where he belongs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, look, three games ago they had the ball for 21 minutes. You know, Washington had that crazy drive. Last week mm-hmm. against the Giants, they really st- uh, they struggled in the red zone. Ryan Suckup had 25-yard field goal, 30-yard field goal, 40 uh 40-yard field goal. And then this week it was the rushing touchdowns. It was just, you know, I think what what's you're saying Well, it wasn't is- just the rushing touchdowns.
0: Well, it's not like Tom Brady had a great yardage day. He threw for 226 yards, no, he averaged they, 6.6 yards per attempt.
1: But they scored 38 points. But earlier in the year, those were they, passing touchdowns. Like He's just handing right. off a lot today. My,
0: my point is the only reason they scored 38 points besides their defense was their running game. Brady was not good today.
1: Correct, but even even if he had not been good, you you would expect him to have that second touchdown, really, and he just kept handing the ball off. And I kept punching things. All right, my favorite Jets running back going forward is blank. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Why?
0: Why would I? They They gave you production today. They won. I don't feel
2: good about anyone. Tevin
0: Coleman scored nine PPR fantasy points on eighteen touches against the Texans.
2: All right. Um, Austin Walter came out of nowhere to Bogart the role that we thought Coleman was going to have. Ty (laughs) Johnson scored four
0: fantasy points and yes, Austin Walter 25 year old out of Crosby, Texas who apparently went to Rice
1: (laughs) Okay, moving on moving on (laughs) My favorite Tennessee running back going forward is blank
2: That's an even tougher one I, I think it's Hilliard but they did not go away from Deontay Foreman even after Hilliard had that big run late in the first half, even after Foreman fumbled. I think they like the physicality that he brings. And so I, I almost yeah. wonder if they fancy it as a thunder and lightning approach or Foreman I think they brings could be right the in the Harris Stevenson range. But they're like a grosser version. And they're both I don't they're, know. All, they're all gross. Because Harris and Stevenson still have another guy to deal with. At least there's only two for now in tennessee and then after the bye i bet mcnichols comes back and it's a three-headed mess i'm not going to feel good about any one of them
1: okay my favorite what was the third one my favorite uh houston running back going forward is blank
2: i'll answer rex burkhead for that one okay. i think it's Dunnsville dunsville for david johnson and johnson played more this week but yeah i was gonna say i thought this was encouraging for john for johnson what was encouraging about it?
0: That he got more s- touches relative to Burkhead than last year, last week.
2: Yeah. Burkhead played sixty four percent of the snaps, actually. Thirteen of sixteen on third and fourth downs. And they're gonna be trailing a lot. So if yeah. Burkhead has that role, well, also this is the not, first this is
0: the first time all season that I mean Johnson's had that yeah, role all year, sure. and he had three targets in the game as well. I I don't know. I thought Johnson was he was better than Burkhead today.
1: Yeah, all right, whatever. I, I can't believe you give me a real answer for this one or not the Jets' one.
2: Well, this one's... The, because there's three running backs on the Jets. They're all crappy. Hopefully, Michael Carter is ready to go when he's eligible to come back after two more games, three more weeks. <sighs> or is it two more weeks? I'm not, I don't know. Who even cares? Um, but it's the Titans, guys. Like, it, if I if I had to put my feet to the fire, I think I might say non-PPR foreman PPR Hilliard. But... Uh, I don't know. I, I think Foreman is who they kind of like better. Okay, let's go to our next one. Role.
1: When you ask me, "Quote, hey guy, who would you rather have rest of season, Miles Gaskin or David Montgomery?" My answer would be blank.
2: I still think I'd say Montgomery.
0: Um, yeah, Gaskin still has a buy, right?
2: No, Gaskin oh, yes. still has a buy yes. in week fourteen. Yes. Yeah, Montgomery. Got the Giants next week. After that, it's the Jets. Amazing matchup at New Orleans. Terrible at Tennessee in the fantasy championship.
1: Do you think at this point he goes back to his old role when Malcolm Brown returns, if Malcolm Brown returns? Or do you think Gaskin's just going to be a touch monster?
2: I think he loses touches when Brown returns, if Brown returns.
0: I think Lindsey may have taken over Brown's role. Um, they were, talking about, they were talking about big time in terms of pass protection. That's the one thing they don't believe that Gaskin can do. Well, what about the
1: short yard? The other thing is the goal line short yard stuff. Cause that was Malcolm Brown.
0: I think that, I think miles Gaskin's acquitted himself well in that area.
2: Yeah. He played all nine of their snaps from 10 yards or closer today and played almost 50% of the snaps in general. They used four different running backs. They had Gaskin for 49%. Lindsay was up next at 21% which is an indictment on Savan Ahmed. But most of Lindsey's snaps came in the second half, 11 of 15. So, blowout game, they gave Lindsey some run. You know, we could try and interpret what they thought of how he played, but I I would imagine that it'll be Lindsey as a supplemental back behind Gaskin and or and Brown once Brown is back.
1: All right, let's get going here. The best rookie tight end rest of season will be blank.
2: If Fryermuth is healthy, it'll be him. He left with That's a head right. injury late in the game against Cincinnati.
1: I I would
0: still probably say Pitts. Um, just
2: in the pits. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Okay, I have a couple of injury updates real quick. Debo Samuel said he's not too concerned with his groin injury and Dalvin Cook has a dislocated shoulder and they will get the severity Mm -hmm. tomorrow with the MRI. All right, so really Fryermuth Muth over Pitts, Dave? Yeah. Okay. The best rookie wide receiver rest of season will be blank. Jamar Chase.
2: Probably Chase. Okay. I kind of want to say Waddle, though. I really was excited and encouraged by what I saw today. (laughs) Explosive today, man. And yep, fit, put him out in a little bit more space. He's got 15.
1: Yeah, I noticed, uh, I don't know what the percentage is this week, but the last couple weeks he's played out wide more than in the slot. And mm-hmm. uh, Waddle's got 15 or more PPR fantasy points in five of six games with Tua. And the one exception was the Buffalo game. So he's just been an absolute, like, don't, don't ask Jalen Waddle questions anymore. You're starting Jalen Waddle. We get more Waddle questions. He's one of the most asked about players. Just start Jalen Waddle. And obviously start Jamar Chase, too. But for Chase, it's now th- uh, four straight games with fewer than 50 yards. Okay. News and notes. Tredavious White, Buffalo's star cornerback. He is out for the season. Devin White. Um. Oh, what is this, Schrager? Rodgers is going to make a decision about toe surgery tomorrow morning after additional testing. What? He said he felt good for most of the game and he's going to get testing done tomorrow. Jeez, he's playing hmm. so well. Man, I don't know. Maybe it would be like quick surgery. I don't know.
2: I'm sure it would be quick if surgery. It's sur- right. Like, if it's surgery that he thinks will get him back on the field before the end of the regular season, then sure.
1: Yeah, uh, I hope. Okay. Well, well, we'll find out more about that. Uh, other injuries, a couple of bad ones for Tampa Bay. I think Devin White came in the game, though. He came back. Uh, Jamel yep. Dean, though, did not. Uh, that has been their best cornerback right. this year. They can't stay healthy there. Uh, Cordero Patterson had a 27-yard carry in the second quarter. That was the longest run of the season for the Falcons. Thank you, NFL Red Zone, for that. Dan Arnold left with a knee injury in the first half. Jalen Waddle forgot to mention this. He waddled after his touchdown. That was a celebration. It was great. Giants cornerback Adoree Jackson left in the first half with a leg injury. Uh, Fred Werner for the the, uh, 49ers. He left in the third quarter. Randall Cobb ruled out at halftime, and Minnesota linebacker Anthony Barr left in the third quarter. And we know that their run defense has, usually, has been a lot better when Barr has been playing for the most part. Okay, winners and losers. Heath, you had Melvin Gordon as one of you, you. had T. Higgins. We talked about him. You also have Melvin Gordon. 17 carries for 83 yards, and he almost had a touchdown. Got the goal line work after a 42-yard catch by catch and run. By Javante Williams, they put Gordon back in. He didn't quite get in the end zone. But anyway, why did you have Melvin Gordon as a winner, Heath?
0: Yes, he had 18 touches coming out of the bye, and he has not lost his position to Javante Williams yet. Um, we have no reason to project that they will lose it next week either. Melvin Gordon is just going to remain a borderline number two running back until unless he gets hurt.
1: Yeah,
2: okay. And he did get hurt very early on. Mm-hmm. First play, or his first yeah. carry.
1: Yeah. And he came right back in. And they are at Kansas City next week. I... I, you, what do you think about them? Because I, when you look at the carries here, the splits in wins and losses are just so glaring. And at Kansas City next week, I'm worried it's going to be eight to ten yeah, carries. For could both be of them. ugly.
2: Yep. Okay,
1: Dave, your winners: Jalen Waddle. I don't know if you want to expand on him, Chase Claypool. And I, I, Elijah do,
2: I I think you summarized it best with Waddle in that we don't need to get questions about him anymore. You don't need to ask about him, even in non-PPR leagues. He's more of a number three receiver in non PPR, but still someone who is absolutely starting to show signs of continued breaking out, computer pre- continued breakout. There you go. All right. Well, Clay,
1: uh, Claypool was interesting as a winner for you. He was 47% started, 82 yards, three catches for 82 yards on eight targets. This was coming off a 93 yard performance at the Chargers. And uh, what do you what'd got on Claypool?
2: It's the targets more than anything else. It's nice that he's getting a lot of shots from Roethlisberger, and it seems like he is starting to connect on those deeper lobs down the sideline. Do you feel confident
1: in him where you would start Claypool over Mike Stinking Williams?
2: I think I'm at the point where I would be okay starting Claypool over Williams. Both of, They're almost the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're both downfield dudes who make mistakes, but they always have the chance to come through both in the red zone and also on deep balls. But I th- I think Claypool might be making a few fewer mistakes than Williams.
1: Okay, Chase Claypool or Devontae Smith.
2: And the Eagles still have a bye. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning Claypool. The, these are ugly questions. And these are not wide receivers that I'm thinking about are as like surefire number two guys.
0: Mm-hmm. They're okay.
2: they're week to week decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not making trades at this point so
0: it's probably gonna depend on the matchup and, and the setup
1: and eli mitchell was your third
2: winner <laughs> 27 carries well no i i, I traded him in for valdez scantling
1: oh, all right oh i mean i thought mitchell was so interesting because- we can talk about mitchell too it's yeah fine bonus me. winner i think it's kind
2: of elementary with him
1: okay uh then fine mvs with what nine targets today
2: 9 targets 4 for 50 and I just I like the involvement I think it's going to continue to happen especially if Cobb misses significant time.
0: The only problem with MVS is 9 targets 4 for 50. Now sometimes it's 9 targets 4 for 90 because
2: one of them was a 50-yard catch. Right, sometimes it's he's, 4 for 40 in a 90-yard catch.
0: It, it's um He's, he's got the Brashad Berryman thing going on. If Brashad Perryman had played his entire career with Aaron Rodgers, I'd imagine he'd have a an arc that looks similar because he does not catch a very high percentage of his targets ever. I believe he's still below 50% for his career. So in a PPR sense, nine targets is like, man, you got to start that guy every week. And Marquez Valdez Scantling is probably not going to be the same kind of way.
2: No, but I think he's entering the fray as a number three receiver. This is all provided that Aaron Rodgers is healthy and playing for them rest of season and not missing time because of toe surgery.
1: Right, and you also have to make the decision with MVS. Are you going to pick him up or hold him through the bye? And, yeah, that's a tough sell, I think. I feel like this was a season high in pass attempts for Rodgers. Did he get to 40 today? I believe he did. 45. Yeah, so his previous season high was 39. And, uh... Okay. MVS. Let's do some losers. We'll
3: take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get the losers from Dave and from Heath right after this. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step. The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Cam Newton was a loser. That was the
1: one Dave gave us at the stop, at the stop, top or start of the show. I combined the two names, the tart of the show. I could have also gone with. Anyway, we're back here in the middle of the show to talk about more losers. Kenny Galladay, ugh, 60% rostered. Three catches, 50 yards on seven targets. And at Miami next week, at the Chargers, not exactly easy matchups. And Dallas Goddard was another one for you. I guess you could just say Giants Eagles game, big loser. Um, yeah. He had
2: one Bad catch. Bad quarterback for no yards. play, both sides of the yeah. ball.
1: Uh, any, h- any reason to roster Galladay at this point?
2: I don't think so. We're getting near the end of the bye, so we can't even say that he's a good bye week replacement at wide receiver. You know what the potential is, but that potential would be met if he had a good quarterback, someone who was reliable, a quarterback that could handle playing behind uh a kind of Bad. untrustworthy offensive line.
1: Yeah. Okay. So all right. No more trust in Kenny Galladay for now. And Dallas Goddard, how much do you trust him after his okay, here are his yards in his last six games. 70, 72, 43, Twenty-eight. He left that game almost immediately with an injury. Then Mm sixty-two, and then zero. How don't you trust him,
2: Goddard? I just I don't like that he has three targets in two of his last three games. But is three or fewer targets, I should say. But one was the one of them was the game. You're right. To be fair, one of them was the game that he got hurt in. Don't think he got hurt in week twelve. I'm gonna be nervous starting him next week. At the Jets, you sure? I think so. He's a tight end. Right.
1: Oh boy. Is he still a must start though? I thought he was kind of the end of the must starts. He's still def- for me, he's definitely still
0: a not adding someone else to start over him. Right. Like, what am I gonna go get Tyler Conklin?
2: Right. Are you gonna get Cole Komet? Probably not. Would you roster Cole Komet with Goddard? That's only going to frustrate me
0: you'll never just take, going to choose the right way between those okay, two
2: so you'll just take the 11 or fewer ppr points that you'll get with goddard and hope that the rest which of your which is team what cole Komet has
0: done for almost his entire career
2: really that's true i i can't say that you're wrong on that but at least you could possibly play the match almost his two. entire
1: career why would you go there
0: why well, would you because- go there because, because, last, because last week he was better than that. I would have said his entire career if it wasn't for But
1: last you week. can't you don't count a, a tight end's rookie season. He's had a, he's had basically one year where he's been you know potentially fantasy relevant. Rookie tight ends are almost never good. See Kyle Pitts his entire career. Come on. Son. It's well I know it's technically true, but it's deceiving. Okay. It's deceiving it's like when Chris Chris said to me a few weeks ago that Devontae Adams has been better without Aaron Rodgers and with Aaron Rodgers or something crazy like that? I was like, uh-huh. w-? it was the most ludicrous thing. Well, um, it's true.
0: How is it true? He had like an incredible four-game stretch without Rodgers, I think, was what happened.
1: I think it's because, oh, oh, I know why it was true. It was, because it was because Adams was really a non-factor the first few years of his career. And so those were with Aaron Rodgers. So it was the most, most ridiculous, like that's, You guys are crazy. All right, Heath, your losers are the two Patriots running backs and Miles Sanders.
0: Yeah, we already talked about Miles Sanders, and the Patriots running backs, there was just no separation. Um, This is just they are going to be blindfold flex
2: plays where it's just only because you don't have someone better. When you say like they were dead even in percentage of snaps played, 34% 34% of the snaps each, and Bolden was 33%. Third, third, and third. Good luck with these guys moving forward, man. Like, I, I know that you, you got bailed out with Harris, and they weren't even great. The first half was ugly for these guys. Um, Bolden was the only one that was good in the first half for the Patriots.
0: I've decided, Dave, I'm going to run a Twitter poll first and make sure that everyone disagrees with me first, but I'm going to stop playing in two running back and one flex leagues. Because you just have to start some of these guys. And well, but that's the point. there's no challenge to it. Because <laughs> you know you just have to start them. Because you have to start two running backs and a flex. So I'm just going to start one running back and a flex. And then I only have to start the really, really good running backs.
1: I just, maybe Heath, maybe we should just do six flexes. Yeah. at a tight end.
2: I, yeah, well, but aren't, why you, I I making, aren't you making fantasy easier by doing that? I was making fun of Adam. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Nah, be, like, uh, aren't you tired of starting Mike Williams? I am so sick and tired of starting Mike Williams. If I had played in two receiver leagues, I wouldn't start Mike Williams. Hold on one second. I have to check the one two receiver league I'm in. I think I may have started Mike Williams in that league. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah. So, you also, Heath, I don't know that you can even say who the goal back is. I just feel like they're alternating possessions. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. So disappointing with the Patriots, exactly what we thought was going to happen after last or two weeks ago, you know, two games ago. Okay. And those are your winners and losers. Any almost touchdowns we need to talk about?
2: No, there were a few that were called back. The Higgins touchdown, for example, was called back. Jawan Jennings had a touchdown called back. He would have had two. That would have been somebody that we would have been forced to talk about with the 49ers.
1: Um, I, I think, uh, Oh, I, what did. else is, that? yeah, there's there actually were. Okay. So the Eagles, if you're pissed off about Jalen hurts, Greg Ward dropped a touchdown was not an easy catch, mm-hmm. but he yes, that's true. So Hurts could have had a pretty big day if his receivers had come through for him, but they didn't. And then if you were streaming a, uh, giants tight end against the Eagles, Evan Ingram did draw. He drew a pass interference in the end zone. I'm going to put that yep. in the oval. And then uh, that I is never, not
0: the same thing.
1: It's the same thing. And then on the next play, Chris Mayerick, I've never heard of him. He, the backup tight end for the Giants caught a touchdown against the Eagles. It was very strange. And uh, eh. A.J. Dillon came up a half a yard short of a touchdown, and then Aaron Rodgers ran it in. Oh, Van Jefferson had a second touchdown catch from Cooper Cup. He had it overturned.
2: Hey, he stepped out of bounds.
1: Yes, he did. Oh, Noah Fant had a touchdown. What does this mean, Schrager? Noah Fant had a touchdown caught in front of him.
2: Oh, that pass was intended for him, and it didn't get to him.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Those are your almost touchdowns. Heath's favorite segment. I think I'm going to do Drew a pass interference in the end zone from now on. Heath,
2: new segment. I appreciate that. All right.
1: Miami 33, Carolina 10. Should that
2: get fantasy points as well, Adam?
1: No,
0: but For sure. good.
2: Good answer. <laughs> Definitely think it should.
0: Uh believe it or not, Miles Gaskin is Gaskin is a must start running back.
2: He's close to it. Like at this point in the year where there's so many other backfields that are, you know, just total guesses as to what you're doing with them. It feels good knowing that you've got a running back who's gonna play a marginal amount, at least, 50%, if not into the 60% range. And he's starting to find touchdowns a little bit more frequently. That's a good thing.
1: In a one tight end six flex league, I do not think Miles Gaskin is a must start. But in most leagues, I do. No, but actually, we should talk about what it means to be a must start. Do you think there are twenty four must start running backs? No, No, not at all. Okay, good because I didn't maybe like like fifteen to eighteen. I don't think he's quite in there.
2: He's really not. He might be right outside of there. Like, are you going to make a decision? Let's say you only start one running back and you've got Gaskin and the Patriots running backs. Gaskin. You're going to make a, you're going to take a guess on the Patriots running backs each week. Or are you just going to go with the guy that you know is going to get work?
1: Right. Right. But, but I still think we're going to get a lot of miles Gaskin questions throughout the year. So. Well, that's not, not what determines if he is must start though. In a sense, it does because you you know if you you wouldn't have any questions about him if he were a must start, you know like, like
0: we we just told people to stop asking about Jalen Waddle. Let's see if it works,
1: yeah, see waddle to me is a much much more of a must start than Gaskin that's so strange yeah. because
0: Gaskin's profile is much, much better as a startable fantasy asset each week.
2: Uh, I, I think was, it's format dependent,
1: yeah, I'm sorry, I was going to say I was specifically talking
2: PPR I Gaskin's just so not good. I'm sorry to say, but he just... No, but he's got the opportunity, and we've talked about it a dozen times this year. Of course. Opportunity matters more than talent in fantasy football.
1: Uh Anything else from this game? You want to talk about DJ Moore? He had a very nice game.
2: He had a very nice catch at the beginning of the game.
1: He must have gotten a lot from PJ Walker at the end.
2: No. no? I mean, maybe two catches.
1: Okay, he ended up with exactly 100 yards.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'd like to know. He had over 60 yards from on the very first play. So he only had 40 yards the last 50 minutes of the yeah, game. I went
2: over the player prop that I had for him. I was thrilled with that. Uh, fourth quarter, two of four targets from Walker for 35 yards.
1: Yeah, 30, 35 yards! And Cam Newton threw for 92 yards, and Moore had 60-something of them. Uh, uh, yeah, I, look, he was started in 92% of leagues.
2: Do you think that makes sense for DJ Moore?
1: Of course it does. Okay.
2: Sorry. <laughs> will probably still be in that same range, if not a little higher next week.
1: Would you rather have Cole
0: Komet
2: or Mike,
1: Mike Gasicki going forward? And then I have one more follow-up. Cole Komet or Gasicki?
0: <sighs> Whoever's on my roster now.
2: I'm going to guess that Gasicki is the right answer there, but it's going to be close in PPR.
1: Okay. And last question, all this love for Waddle. Do you think Will Fuller and Devontae Parker jeopardize
2: that? Uh not the love. But I think the I think if one of them comes back, it it'll push Wilson off the field or Mac Hollins off the field or Preston Williams off the field. I mean, all three of those guys will be gone once Fuller and Devonte come back. I I think the targets are going to continue to be there. We saw it when Waddle was on the field with one of these guys, whether it was Parker throughout most of this year or Fuller when he was healthy, he still got a lot of work. I don't think that's going away. And I think the Dolphins, I'm encouraged by how they used him on Sunday, and I would expect him to continue to get opportunities.
1: And, okay. And Tua, I would love to know, Tua's his completion percentage over his last two games is probably 90%. He went 27 of, no, not quite, 27 of 31 today. He was 27 of 33 last week. Let's go to Cincinnati 41 and Pittsburgh 10. Whew, crushed him. What do you got? Najee Harris is
2: hitting the rookie wall. Yeah, that's possible. And the, the, the game was over by the fourth quarter, so you can't look at his total snaps for the game and draw conclusions on that. He played 84% of the snaps in the first three quarters. But I, I, I wonder if it's more than just Najee hitting the rookie wall. I wonder if it's Roethlisberger just really getting gross. I wonder if it's the offensive line really getting gross. And all these factors are kind of turning things ugly for Harris, who's been a mostly inefficient running back all year long anyway.
1: Well, okay, so what's the what's the argument against Najee Harris, Heath?
2: Um, this is his
0: second really pretty miserable game in a row. And the efficiency's cratering even further. And maybe it's more, like Dave said, an argument against just the Steelers' offense as a whole. But I guess the the other way you could say it is Najee Harris is going to be more of a number two running back than a number one rest of the season.
2: They've got Baltimore next week. That's going to be tough.
1: I'm going to sell it. I think, you know, I'm guessing there's probably a big difference in his carries and wins and losses. They had a four-game winning streak, and then they tied against Detroit, and they've lost two in a row. And they've lost two in a row, giving up 41 point, points in both of them. So that's obviously never good for carries. I yeah, it's just hard to well, what do you think, Heath? Are you buying or selling it?
0: I'm I don't I'm concerned he won't be a top twelve running back rest of season. Look at this comment. I don't know that the schedule really sets up as one where they're going to be ahead in a lot of games. And I don't know that ahead's good for him. Like I kind of thought the best game script for Najee Harris was behind. Ben throws forty five passes. You get twelve of them, and we're good to go. I, I think the emergence of Friarmouth has hurt him a little bit.
2: Well, but you say he's, it's hurt him a little bit. I mean, on the positive side, he's given you at least 16 PPR points in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight. Did he it's pretty he good do that? Today, so if he's though. a number two fantasy running back, he's going to be toward the high end of that. This was a miserable game for pretty much Mine everybody. straight before today.
1: Before team. today, yeah. Yeah. Weeks one out? 12, he had 16 fantasy points last week?
2: Yes, he did. He 16. scored a touchdown.
1: He had like 50 yards. He had 60, 59 yards, five catches, and a touchdown.
2: There's no question that he's inefficient, but I don't know if that's necessarily on him. Oh, he's so good. I
1: I think anyway. I don't
2: know about so good. He's oh, good. I think he's very good. Well, f- fair enough.
1: Is I yeah, first of all, not only have they had a bad offensive line, they also have a very beat up offensive line, don't they? They, yes. they got some injuries on the line right now. So that maybe is just making things even worse.
2: Uh talk right. to me about so What you what you almost have to hope for next year is that the Steelers reconfigure the O line and, and make it really a strong part of their offense. But what are they going to do? A quarterback? They've got a lot of work to do this off season. Okay.
1: So Burrow, you might not like the production 17 points, but if Higgins scores, it's 23 points and 20 of 24 but 23 for 23 points
0: with a rushing touchdown.
1: Okay. But it's also only 24 passes. I mean, what I was going to say is 24 pass attempts. He completed 20 of them for, I don't think he had a bad game. Just when you, you know, it was ba- it was a bad game
2: script. I don't know. No? Not but it's it? three straight games where his numbers haven't been great. We're going to start getting questions excuses Burrow. For no, we right. should. He's not a must-start quarterback by any stretch. No. And, I, you know, the other thing that I've noticed is that we're running out of must-start quarterbacks. Right. Guys that we stinks. thought, I thought Burrow would be a stud rest of season three weeks ago. He's made me look stupid. Jalen Hurts was terrible today. See, I and think a lot of a, people gravitated toward Cam Newton. That's not going to happen.
1: Now. I think he's a must-start quarterback because of exactly what you're saying, right?
2: Because there's just no one else to really go with. I,
1: well, no, we had him. I had him like 15th this week. Who'd you have
0: ahead of him? Cam. Um, Cam was ahead of him. Um, Hurts was ahead of him. Cousins, Hertz. You, of you have course. Russ ahead of him.
2: Well,
1: Russ wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about streamers. You know, which streamers did you have ahead of him? cam and Heineke. well i'm just saying like
0: he was not a top 12 quarterback at the beginning of the season so there's 12 guys that we just normal. i, I just normally have ahead of him. Nah. Really close
1: Tannehill out of there right sure
0: so i thought yeah. he was
1: right around 12 that's not a must start quarterback though that's
0: if he no. has, a, has a good matchup he's you start him if he doesn't
2: you don't but what about when his running back has a good matchup can you feel good starting Joe Burrow then? Because when Mixon has these huge games, like he has five of his last six. And they get the Chargers. The last three. And then they've got the Chargers next week. Exactly. So makes me a little nervous to go with Burrow as a top 10 guy next week.
1: It, it is a pretty bad schedule coming up. Well, what about Jamar Chase then? Is Jamar Chase... Same thing. Is he not a must start?
2: Uh, the problem is that I, I think you have to have really... Either strong faith in your other receivers, or you just have to be really loaded at wide receiver.
0: I think I've got Chase is, in a bunch of
2: leagues where I have no choice. I've got to use him. Joe so, Burrow can make, make his in one play. Sure, Chase
0: can.
1: Okay, all right. Atlanta twenty-one, Jacksonville fourteen.
0: Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, not there's nothing to talk
2: ball. about from this game. Kyle Pitts is <laughs> droppable. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. And someone will pick him up. But this is another tight end that I don't think you should just automatically start.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, Cordell Patterson. I mean, this is unbelievable, because previously really he he hadn't even been a good rusher; he had just been doing it all in the passing game, basically. And now he faces a very good run defense. Sixteen carries, hundred and eight yards, two touchdowns, and nothing. Now he's like Debo Samuel now. It's like all rushing and no receiving. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just blown away at this season by Cordero Patterson. He is, I want to give a top three of fantasy MVP. Mm, top four. Jonathan Taylor, right. Cordero Patterson, Debo Samuel, and Cooper Cup. That's my top four right now.
2: Those guys are really good. 14 plus PPR points now in eight of his last nine games. And the Very only one Harris-ish. the only
1: one he didn't, he left with an injury.
2: That's right. Yeah.
1: So who's your MVP right now? And you can feel free to do something on write in a someone on
2: well, I I I think Patterson's ahead of Elijah Mitchell. I think he's ahead of Debo. And that's tough to say because Debo's really been great. But I just think the fact that you were able to get this guy who you could use as a running back, and he's provided ultimate consistency, and you didn't even have to draft him. He wasn't even a guy. I'm sure after week one, we weren't going crazy for him, or week two, whenever uh, this streak started for Cordero. Uh, I don't think we've uh, really were crazy about him.
1: Yeah, and he's dual eligible. <laughs> There's that, too. Yeah, he's, I think he'd be my pick. It's tough not to go with Taylor, but I think he'd be my pick, Patterson. Heath, what do you think? Yeah, The story is yet to be written. All right, fine. Uh, we've got people commenting in the chat here. Uh, All right. Got some differences of opinion there. Anything else from this game? I was hoping to see what Kadri Allison would do for an encore, but he did not play. He didn't even play. How about Russell right? Gage, guys? In his last six games, he has four games with 49 to 67 yards and zero yards in each of the other two games. He also caught a touchdown today, which he rarely does. You're going to pick up Russell Gage, 40% rostered.
0: I started Russell Gage in two different leagues today. That's how bad my wide receivers are in those leagues. Um, I think he's a borderline number three wide receiver every week.
1: Until Ridley's back, if Ridley's back,
2: hopefully. If Ridley's back. Yeah, we don't have. I, I think. I feel like it's more of a like a chen- low end number three.
0: Would you rather have Chenault or. What's the difference between a borderline number three
1: and a low end number three? They're
2: basically the same. Okay.
1: 10 spots in the rankings. <laughs> They're not basically the same.
0: <laughs> I said no, oh, they're borderline, exactly the oh, same. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the exact same thing.
2: <laughs> low end sounds so much harsher. Uh, or, it's a borderline. Borderline makes you brimming with confidence?
1: Yeah, you're like borderline cool guy. you are a low end cool. I don't I don't like that.
2: I'm um, neither.
1: All right, je- uh, sorry, answer this question before we go on to the next awesome game. Schnalter gauge
2: Gage, because I can't stand the sight of Chenault. Yeah, yeah,
1: Gage for sure. <laughs> okay, so Gage is more borderline and Chenault is more I think more I'd take
2: Gage over Marvin Jones. I'd take Gage over pretty much anybody in Jacksonville at this point, except for James Robinson.
1: All right, Dave, let's go to the next game. Jets 21, Houston 14. Heath, what do we got? Finally, we're at the game of the week. Yeah, Believe it or
0: not, Zach Wilson makes Elijah Moore a flex at
2: best. I believe it. I believed it before the game kicked off today. I also believe it. That Wilson isn't good right now. I don't. Oh, he might no. not be good till next year. Well, he might not ever be good. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like, there's Possible. no
0: re- Um, he's he's really bad. I'm not quite sure. I totally believe it yet. Um, just because they had no connection at all in the first half. And it's like they went into halftime and they're like, dude, throw the ball to your best player. And he came out and did that early in the second half. And so if I just looked at the second half and extrapolated, I could see some reason for positive hope. Um, I'm probably going to start Elijah Moore one more week.
2: Against Philadelphia?
0: Against Philadelphia. I don't imagine he's going to get Darius Slay.
2: Philadelphia, New Orleans at Miami. Dolphins will be coming off their bye for that game. Jacksonville after that. Tampa Bay in Week 17 for your fantasy championship. Mm -hmm. I gotta see. I gotta see Zach Wilson start to put it all together before I look at Elijah Moore and say, no problem, start him. I mean, if the thing,
0: my my counterpoint is, for a month before this game, he was the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Yeah. And, and his, his bad position. game was 9.3 fantasy points. And That's a bad. lot of really good wide receivers have had bad games of nine fantasy points.
2: Yeah. But they will also have games of 15 plus fantasy points. Well,
0: he was just the number one wide receiver in fantasy for a month. Right. Who was his quarterback? Exactly. The quarterback. They weren't good. He doesn't need a good
2: quarterback. He had oh, I Mike think he White needs Josh Johnson two. and so, yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. I get it. But Zach Wilson's awful right now.
1: Yeah. He is. And he's not healthy. I, I think, uh, yeah. I'm not convinced he's going to start it. next week. I'm not. So we'll see. Well, just because of well, health.
2: Well, that issues. would get me to change my tune, yeah. obviously.
1: Okay. And Brandon Cooks Chase Claypool or Brandon Cooks? Cooks. Cooks. He had a 40-yard touchdown. He had five, five yards. Was a great catch. The rest of the game. Crazy yes, catch. Yeah. Um, okay. He's frustrating. And to Rod Taylor. You don't do
0: that on his good games. Like, we've got to deal with that good of a Mike game. Williams today and Cortland Sutton today and all this crap today. When the guys score touchdowns, they're not frustrating. It's 13, a and, a half, it. it's
1: 13 and a half points in PPR. It's not that so, good of a game. It's a good game. Today. It is a good game. I know, but I gotta, you gotta look under the hood here. It's not like uh, Terod Taylor is completely saving him. We're He's, still playing in three wide receiver leagues, Adam. You haven't changed them all for next year. I know year. that's why it's like what what kind of conversation do we even get to have conversations about wide receivers anymore? Or they're all just starts in three receiver leagues. That's why. That's what I'm talking about. All no, right. we're not starting Lavisca Schnell. Lavisca. I'm sorry, New. I said Lavisca. New England 36, Tennessee 13. Gosh, the one o'clock games are awful. Uh,
0: Believe it or not, both Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard are startable moving forward after the bye.
2: Well, obviously. And this is is one of the best-case scenarios that we could have had from this run game after today. Um, They got Jacksonville in their first game back. I'm sure they're going to try and run it at them. If Pittsburgh's defense is bad, that's the game after Jacksonville. These are guys who are worth holding. And we weren't sure how it was going to shake out in Tennessee, but I think they're worth holding for now and not worth dumping during their bye week, which was a possibility for one or both of them, depending on how they played in the game. The concern that I have, I mentioned it earlier in the show, Jeremy McNichols will eventually be back. Does that make this a three-headed backfield? What happens to Hilliard's role when that happens? So, still questions that have to be answered, but for now, I wouldn't let these guys live free on the waiver wire.
1: Man, you run for a 68-yard touchdown. You had 131 yards. I know he did fumble. They both fumbled. I don't think Jeremy McNichols is going to take his job. You know what I mean? But he could have a role and cloud He could have that passing
2: downs role. Yeah. What's stopping them from doing what the Patriots are doing? Oh, they they each had only one catch, so it's a little disappointing. Which was discouraging after what Hilliard did last week.
1: and, And by the way. The fact that Ryan Tannehill is rostered in 85% of leagues makes me think that he's been so bad this year that 85% of his managers just have no chance and have completely given up. What were you doing? If you had Ryan Tannehill, he's facing the Patriots without A.J. Brown, and then he's got a bye. Why on earth was this man on your team? That
2: is just terrible. Not everybody listens to our show, and other people might just be going through the motions with their fantasy team. I can't defend it either, but I got a feeling his number's about to hit the toilet with the Titans going on. Like yeah, I
0: think, I think Adam's probably right. If
2: those people had him this week in Week 12, they're probably not dropping him, probably not making <laughs>
0: waiver claims in Week 13.
2: No, I bet they are. I bet they'll see that he's on a bye and they need somebody else for their team. They'll They'll let him go. It won't be 85%. Well, un- time next week. unfortunately, it might not be fifty-eight percent. It,
1: it shouldn't be five percent. I mean, well, that's an exaggeration, but it it's, could be
2: more than five.
1: It shouldn't be thirty percent. I mean, he should be a very pretty AJ Brown's not not here for three more for two more games at least. All right, anyway, um, uh, Mac Jones, you know he's playing pretty well, and he's got twenty-five fantasy points in three of his last six games. Unfortunately. His next four games, two of them are against Buffalo, even without Tredavious White. It's probably not a good matchup. And one's a bye. So I, I said four games. I meant four weeks. Uh, what do you think about Mac Jones? Do you think we need to add him at Buffalo next week? <laughs> well, he's no. playing pretty well, you know, and quarterbacks oh, are struggling gosh. right now.
2: Okay, so what, what do you do? You, if you pick him up a? it's a one-quarterback league, you're probably not going to be confident enough to start him. And then he's got his bye after that game against Buffalo. You'll probably just return him to the waiver wire after that. If there's a time to pick up Mac Jones, just to speculate for the playoff run, it's on the Saturday before week 14 games kick off.
1: All right, fine. I was just bringing it up. Tampa Bay 38, Indianapolis 30. Mac Jones 31. or Jalen Hurts. <laughs> hey, it's Mac hurt. Jones or Joe Burrow? You going to name 12 quarterbacks that you definitely like better than Mac Jones? Oh, yes. yeah.
0: Probably 15.
1: Uh, okay, but that's because of Buffalo or because it's Mac Jones? No, it's because, because of
2: Buffalo and the situation that he's in with the tough matchups. And he, he played great today. There's been plenty of games where he's played efficient football, just not a stat monster. I know, but he is playing well. I mean, let's give the guy some credit.
0: No, here. he's playing well. Just he not is. For, yes. for like for fantasy purposes, he's, he's probably QB 22 on the season or something. Yeah, but and he's over playing the last six better. weeks on a per game basis, he's probably like QB 18.
1: I don't know, maybe. I mean, he's got 25 points in 3 of his last 6 games, like I said that's pretty good. Tom Brady hasn't done that in 4 weeks. Uh so by the way, just say real quick Kendrick Bourne, must add.
0: I'm not probably going to feel
1: comfortable starting him.
2: It's it's almost the exact same thing as the Mac Jones argument. Okay. No one's then gonna feel go. good using him.
1: Let's just go to our next game. We got a lot of games left. Tampa Bay 38, Indianapolis 31.
0: Um, believe it or not, Antonio Brown's going to be the best Saints. Saints, <laughs> Buccaneers
1: wide receiver rest of the season. Hmm. That's a fun one. I'm not gonna believe it, Heath. I don't believe you. Who is? I'm gonna take Evans. Okay, I was gonna say you don't get the field. <laughs> I could easily be Brown. It's it's a great question. Dave, what do you got? Who's the best Bucks wide receiver?
2: I'll say Evans. I'll be but curious. I, I, I mean, I've changed my mind him. on this four times this year already. Right. So I mean, how can you not choose Evans after the after the game he just has? I know. Oh I know. yeah,
1: on fire.
0: Uh he again, and, and it's just like it's always what what is the thing, what are the things that you look for? I know I have a type, Dave has a type. Um like, Evans is the one that still just scares me to death because this is, what, four out of six games with five targets or fewer? Yes. Like that's
1: awful. Yes. <laughs> True.
0: Agreed. But he scored a bunch of touchdowns, so he'll probably mm-hmm. just do that again. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Jonathan Taylor, start him. You good with him next week at Houston? Hmm. Uh, all right, Michael I'll Pittman, on
2: you're
1: good with Michael Pittman next week at Houston. He's now got 12 or f- 12 or fewer PPR points in three straight games, but he did get 10 targets.
2: Yeah, I like the targets and I know what his role is in this offense. I'm going to be fine starting him against Houston. Uh, he's yeah, he's a he's a number three. Okay, but like a high end number three. He, I think yeah. he
1: was bad against Houston earlier in the year. Because Wentz barely threw, if I recall. Right, and that's uh, that's a concern. It, it's I kind of talked about that when we when we uh, broke down the game on Thursday. They throw Carson Wentz throws eleven more times in losses than wins. I thought they were going to lose. Oh, they did lose this game. I'm sorry, <laughs> they had it won. You're right. Yeah, it, Adam was right. Adam, you were right. Uh, Adam, you were right. Thank you, thank you, Heath. I didn't even realize I was right. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's an issue here for Pittman. Giants thirteen, Eagles seven. Um, you should
0: just forget about this week and start Jalen Hurts next week at the Jets,
1: Dave.
2: Yeah, it's probably a good idea. I agree.
1: What about Devontae Smith? Should you start him next week? Two catches for twenty-two yards on four targets. Now that's before that, he had three straight games with six targets.
0: I, would- I think
2: I'd rather start Pittman.
0: I was just going to say I think I'd put him ahead
1: of Pittman, but they are
0: definitely in the same range. Like, I'm not sure which one of those guys will be ahead, but they're they're right in the same range.
1: What do we do with Saquon Barkley? 53 total yards, four catches.
2: Look, he played a ton. He was on the field a lot. I just wish he had more expl- – He had the one big play, right? And then everything else was Dudsville. Number I'm two gonna, running I'm, back. I
0: want to say something. I just want to get the – pro football reference pages pulled up so that when Adam starts screaming, I can start doing a little bit of research to make a counter-argument. Um, it, Is it possible that Miles Gaskin is better than Saquon Barkley rest of season?
1: Oh, rest of season? I, th- I thought that was just an overall question. Oh, yeah, it's possible. This is the... I mean, this is probably... I can't believe it. but They're not uh. the worst offense in football,
2: but they're really... They're really close. They stink. They're not as bad as as Houston. I don't think they're as bad as the Jets. I they might be. But Depends they're, on the, of the I Jets think quarterback. They're, I think they're in that bottom 5 range. Jacksonville is a pretty bad offense, but at least Robinson's producing something. Yeah, Robinson I, didn't play a lot of snaps. Today. I'm like at, at least Barkley's playing. Yeah, I it's so frustrating.
1: It, it's just the two games before he got hurt, he was tremendous. He had 94 total yards, 126 total yards. He scored in both mm-hmm. of them. Those yep. are his only games with more than 11 PPR fantasy points in six games. I mean, that's just terrible. Uh, and you know, he's just not going to, it's this point. It's like, is he going to run the ball? Well, I don't, I don't think so.
0: I, yeah. I mean, is Saquon Barkley ever going to be good again? I think is the question. <laughs>
2: I wish I could diagnose. Ever again in his life? Yes, I think he will be.
1: So, all right. I guess Barkley is a number two running back rest of season. And And what's the astronaut meme? I don't know the astronaut meme. I think there's
0: an astronaut, astronaut, and then the camera kind of pans, and there's another astronaut behind him with a gun, and it says "always was." I don't get it, but I think that's the meme. (laughs) Always was. Yeah. You said Saquon Barkley yeah, is a number two running back. Yeah, I know, but why, why, like, I don't
1: get what that has to do with astronauts. and a gun. I don't know.
0: Okay, That's the meme, but Saquon Barkley always was a number two running back. That's what the point was. Certainly with he the potential. This Certain- is just where he always was. Oh, stop.
1: All right, Denver 28, Chargers 13. Uh, what do you got for this game? Believe it or not, Javante
0: Williams and Melvin Gordon are the only Broncos who need to be rostered. Who need to be
2: rostered? I will push back on that. I don't believe that. I think Fant deserves to be rostered, and I still think Judy is useful as a bench receiver <laughs> because you can look at him, and every once in a while you can pull up his player page and see
0: that he was drafted in the first round, and then you can say, "Look at how much upside I have on my bench." Right. This right. guy was drafted in the first <laughs> round.
1: So what were okay? Judy the last couple of weeks was not that bad, was he? <laughs> This week, was, they threw for
2: 160 this, yards, basically. It's pretty terrible. They threw 25 passes. Locke had seven of them. It's just it's an offense that will do what it takes to win a game without having to throw a ton. Because if they have to throw a ton, they're probably not going to win. And I, I yeah. just feel like that Judy's season ended up being lost when he sprained his ankle. And he came back and so, he looked good, but the quarterback play has been bad. Offensive line hasn't been great to protect the quarterback. It's it's an ugly offense. Now, I do think that he'll probably score a touchdown at some point.
0: Um, maybe against the Lions in week 14. But his his five-game game log now goes 13-7, 12-10, 4.
1: Um, okay, so the 13 was in a half, and then the 4 was bad first game back. No I think Sunday. I'm looking at the last two games. No, the four was today. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, we the set, okay. I'm looking at the previous two games as what I consider to be... 12-10-4. Yeah, 12-10. That's kind of 11 PPR fantasy points. I'm oh, not going to forget about the four. No, because I'm about to tell you why. You're talking about today, right? Right. They won easily. They ran the ball a ton. They threw the ball 25 times for 155 yards, something like that. You can't how can you expect them to have a good day when their passing game is this anemic? Typically they're going to be throwing the ball more for more like 230 to 250 yards or something like that. So I think, you know, he had six catches each of the previous two games. That's all I'm saying is that this was the, this was the worst case scenario for him. I don't see a ton of upside anymore though.
0: Right. All I'm saying is he's played five games and you're saying these are the two that I think matter. I think,
1: no, that's not what I'm saying. Heath. like, I think, first of all, they're not even his best two. Week one was his best one. What I'm saying is I think the last two games are going to be more... Uh, the rest of the Broncos' season is going to be more like the last two games than this game. And if they are just not winning by 14 points the entire game, then he's going to have more production. You know that's- Yeah, I, I think that
0: you are definitely right that week 13 will be like that. The next week they play the Lions at home.
3: Yeah, so that won't be good.
0: That probably won't be that way. And then they play the Bengals. That's that could be a disaster, as we saw from the Steelers today. Um yeah, or but, it could be a, a good situation.
1: So the forty-five pass attempts from the Steelers today. Something I I don't remember what it was, but you know.
0: Yeah. You but you, you don't know for sure. Like the Steelers kept Ben Roethlisberger and their starters in a thirty point game with six minutes left to score fantasy points. <laughs> uh we don't know for I, sure. I, I don't-
1: I'm not giving him I, a ton of points. Here. I'm giving him six catches for 50-yard. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a number three right. guy.
2: Like, he's a six for 60 guy. I don't know that we need to go on this much over Jerry Judy. It's a disappointing year. Yeah, It absolutely sucks. The bus label is starting to show up on him a little bit after two bad years in the league. It's just, it is what it is. And at best, he's a number three receiver.
1: What about Justin Herbert? How much faith do you guys have in him? With uh, He did score 23 points. It was not pretty
2: it was the ugliest 23 points you'll ever see right I'm still I still look at him as a must-start fantasy quarterback
1: closer for me to Hertz than Burrow okay and Green Bay 36 Rams 28
0: I uh, believe it or not Odell Beckham is going to be a starting fantasy receiver rest of the season
2: one big play is gonna change how we feel or is it gonna no, be more ten about targets, the ten targets? yeah the 10 targets was good And the Rams are starting to kind of lose their uh, desire slash success at running the ball, which could end up hampering them quite a bit. Jacksonville next week is nice, sort of. I think they'll be able to do fine in that game. What's the answer? Beckham is the number three receiver next week, and we'll take it from there.
1: Okay, and
0: if he's healthy, he might beat up in this game. We have a second one because I messed up. Uh, Believe it or not, A.J. Dillon will be better than Aaron Jones rest of season.
2: That's an interesting one. My guess is no. I won't believe that. But I I think they're both going to be in that middle of the number two running back range. Wow. Rest of season. I I always send my my answers to Jamie and
0: Jack for the Monday show um, when I come up with these. And uh, I just left my answer on that one blank because I'm going to sleep on it because there's a big part of me that thinks like there's I don't think there's any doubt right now um this week AJ Dillon has more juice than Aaron Jones um and I don't there's a part of me that just thinks he's the younger back and I will just bet on the guy that currently has the most juice having the most juice the rest of the season
1: the thing that pulls me to Aaron Jones is that uh Dillon does not have any rushing touchdowns when Aaron Jones has been healthy, ex- excluding today when Aaron Jones was in the, you know, in the secondary role, but before the injury, because because Dylan scored twice in that Seahawks game, but they were both after Jones got hurt. So I kind of see it like a Zeke situation where Jones is their guy. And I think that they're going to get him more involved in the, you know, but the two weeks
0: before the injury, one of those weeks, Dylan had a lot more carries than Jones. And one of those weeks, Dylan had four catches and Jones had zero. Okay, that but, was before before Jones got hurt. But
1: you know the cat the I mean, you know Jones is the the guy that in the passing game.
2: I don't know that he is. They've been I don't throwing Dylan really a lot. Yeah, they, I think they're okay using Dylan in the passing. They game. They might be okay using him, but he's not Aaron Jones in the passing. Right, game. but I don't know if they're going to use Aaron Jones like you're making Aaron Jones out to be. Well, like I don't he's know a either. Consistent five plus catch guy. Five. Who plus, has more no. games with four plus receptions this year? I would guess
1: Jones. I would guess.
2: I don't know how many Dylan had
1: to today.
2: Look. Dylan had five today. Dylan has four of those those games. Now. Oh well
1: then I would guess wrong,
2: I'm assuming. Well and the thing two, is three, I, four, five, six games for Jones with four plus oh, reception. All right. The the thing so does have the more. thing
0: with Dylan, um I no one I, we didn't really expect him to be as good as he has been in the passing game, but Correct. in the small sample of the two seasons that he's played, 24 targets coming into this week, so 30-some now, he has been super elite. Because the thing is, you put him out in space like that, defensive backs can't tackle him by themselves. And he's just get, averaging huge numbers after the catch and breaking tackles out, and and. and it seems like the Packers like that. but yeah. Today, notwithstanding.
1: I just think that Jones is, we're going to, we don't want to forget how good Aaron Jones is, you know, he's no, and
2: I think the bye week will do a great, that job of healing him up a little bit. That's the key. It it could be like a 60, 40 split between the two of them.
0: Because I think, I think Adam, like what Aaron Jones was. Yes. He's not currently that right now. And hopefully he is in two weeks. Yeah, He's got to be sure, but he may not be 100% in two weeks.
1: All right, Uh, by the way, Van Jefferson or Odell Beckham?
2: Beckham. I'll lean with Van.
1: Okay. San Francisco 34, Minnesota 26, last game.
0: Uh, Believe it or not, if Dalvin Cook is out, Alexander Madison is a top five running back rest of the season.
2: I think top five is too high.
0: Oh, better, better. I'm sorry. I missed the other. I I had to scrub this one from the uh FFT tomorrow, but Debo Samuel should be running back eligible. Oh, yeah. No.
3: Well, how does I that get work?
0: It,
2: but no.
1: How does that work? Uh that's, well, I, that's people, people are, are asking about it.
2: because he's because you're opening a can of worms by me. Yeah,
1: you though. really are. No,
0: I'm not at all not. because people are already clamoring for it. People are already tweeting us, people are sure. already emailing us. And so I'm going to explain why that's not the case. And the, it's very simple. Cordero Patterson got changed to running back because the Falcons listed him as a running back. Correct. If the 49ers came out with a depth chart with Debo Samuel as a running back, then we'd have a conversation. Well, well then we why, didn't conversation we, why didn't we happen.
2: remove... It's, it's not his, just a depth chart. It's and, They got to label him as one.
0: Right. And the other key to that uh-huh. is that we don't want this rule to be different because we don't want all these running backs to be wide receiver eligible just because they line up as yeah, wide exactly. receivers for 15 plays a game. Trav right. T- every single tight end who's relevant in fantasy would be wide receiver and tight end eligible right. because they line up in multiple places. Like we don't want it determined by where players line up. So why didn't
1: we remove Cordaro Patterson's wide receiver eligibility?
2: I because don't believe he entered we entered the we year with, it. we, we, right. When you enter the year with an eligibility, you don't lose it. Right. It can be added to. He got it added before the season started. That's also been a part of the protocol that we've used. Yeah. Okay. But Heath's right. Like, if the 49ers came out and said, yeah, Debo Samuels a running back now, then we'd have to at least have a conversation about it. I think we'd probably do what we've done in the past and just make it up up to the commissioners and their leagues. Mm -hmm. We did that with Taysom Hill last year where yeah. each commissioner had to make the choice about whether fun. or not they wanted to give that competitive advantage to the person that had that player on their team.
1: We It's got a clear so, advantage
2: if you've got Debo as a running back.
1: We got so many great Fantasy Cops questions because of that other site really bungled. Yeah, and it's tough. I mean, sometimes you make mistakes, I get it. But they they, they did not handle the Taysom Hill thing very well, and it, le- it was a storm. All right, we're out of here. Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, hope Week 12 was good for you. And hoping to get a good second half in this mega dud of a game. Uh, We will talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today.